right, it's time for another Root Issues podcast, your midweek jolt. I'm Chris, and I'm in the booth with Steve. Hey. And Lauren. Hey. We'd just like to announce that sweet, wonderful Lexa has had a baby boy. Baby boy's Baby here. boy today is here. He is here. Don't know baby boy's name, so I won't make that announcement, but... Maybe we can next week. But anyway, hey, we're jumping in. We are still in the Living in Christ with a Heavenly Places perspective out of the book of Ephesians. It's a slow crawl, but it is a deep dive for sure. Today we're going to be looking at what does it mean to be sealed by the Spirit? We're going to be jumping in to Ephesians 1, 11 through 14, and this gets awesome. So let's just jump in. Mm. Let's read the sealed read the by text. the you want to Spirit read it for us, Lauren? Yeah, what were the verses for this one? It is 11, 11 through 14. 14. 11 through 14, great. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth and good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Awesome. 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 Thank you, Miss Lauren. All right. So, like, for me, like, if I was going to say what did I want to jump into, you know, it was all the way down into the three aspects of salvation. Like, you hit that just out of the park and just brought clarity to it. So we've got to talk about that at some point. Yeah, I think, let me just summarize that. I, I just got off the phone with somebody that was, you know, been in the church their whole life and, you know, says they'd never heard this before. Yeah. So that's that's what we're, you know, uh, that that we're, we're trying to deal with. And nor did I, I mean, I, different times um, in my own journey, it was emphasized or it wasn't emphasized. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the two things we see clearly in the Scripture um we see it in Jesus' own life, our example. We see it through the book of Acts, right? We see first is belief, right? Is where we're saved, right? Repent and believe, right? Um, and however that happens for us, right? Yeah, totally. The other thing is we see in Scripture is that baptism should follow immediately that, right? Yeah. I should. We see in the Scripture that, um, right, Pentecost, you know, repent, right? And and believe it, be baptized, yeah. right? For the forgiveness of your sins. We see this, right, not only in the Gospels, but we see this uh, as well carried out as well as through the whole church. Yeah. Um, the other thing we see, what happened at Jesus is when Jesus was baptized, of course, he was baptized for to fulfill righteousness, to show us, right, a model to walk in was heaven opened up uh-huh. father confirmed jesus I, this is my son who i'm well pleased and then of course we know the dove came down and john tells us that he remained on him well um in from luke chapter three after jesus baptized chapter four he goes immediately the spirit takes him in for temptation by the enemy yep after that jesus begins his ministry under it says under the power of the spirit so before this, 30 years, we have our yeah. Lord, and we know nothing. And so kind of this thing we threw out was it appeared that, you know, it was a lot of mystery, a lot of question mark in that first spot. After that was this exclamation point. And what we see in the Scripture is that God wants us to live our lives. Our testimony for Jesus should really be a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Our life, um, I'm sorry, an exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oftentimes it fades, <laughs> it fades into this idea of a question mark, yeah. if I am not... Um, growing in my identity, who I make this new creation, if I'm not growing in the faith, 
uh, and and also just in this walking, hearing the voice of God, this authentic walk with God and the filling of the Spirit is, man, this this exclamation point um, of the joy, the boldness in the Lord, um, it can easily fade to a question mark, yeah. right? And that's a whole other kind of discussion. But just throwing that out there, this idea of my living with the exclamation point, that only comes by the Spirit of God in our mm-hmm. life, right? Versus this question mark. So, the the third thing is is belief. Then it's water baptism, and then it's this uh, this authentication. We'll say the sealing of the spirit. Now that includes this idea of ownership, who I am. This idea of security. I'm secure. The Lord's made me secure. Um, but this last one is the authentication. Is there's something there that assures me, right? That, that yeah. I'm His, right? Um, and it looks differently. There's not the Bible doesn't yeah. say that it's this spiritual gift or this or that. Um, the question is, do I have that right in my life? And um, and so I think just in our journey, oftentimes in my lots of my church background, you, you baptize someone, you come out, and you celebrate, and you pray. Yeah. This is great. It's like where was the time set apart right there? Like what happened to Jesus to pray over them? We see Paul, others in the Book of Acts yeah. to lay hands on. Lord, pray that you'll come, the power of your spirit on this person. May you, right, bring alive your spirit to confirm with them they are a child of God, right, and bestow the coming upon of the spirit of God. Seal their heart, right, and to let the spirit do what he's going to do, but set that person coming out of the water on now a journey of of pursuing life in the spirit of God, right, being filled with the spirit, being led by the spirit. So... I mean, when I think about that, I've got a book that I'm working through with a buddy, and, you know, and it, it's talking about, like, once upon a time, you know, not so long ago, belief and faith was a description of your relationship with God. And then in today's culture, belief and faith is the statement that you say there is a God. Like, once upon a time, there was always an understanding, like, yeah, there is a God, and then how you described it was your relationship with him. But now if somebody says they came to faith or if they have a belief, they are just accepting and admitting like, yes, I believe there is a God, but there's not that further connection of relationship. And so when I think about this, it's like assurance of salvation. Like it drives me, it astounds me to how many other Christians that I can sit with. And I was like, Hey, if you were to die right now, who would you see? Would you go, would you see Jesus? And, you know, and so many of them, like, it's a 50-50. And I'm like, where's the 50-50? You know, you know, when you read the gospel and when you read the gospel of grace, it's like, man, salvation is coming from belief and then baptism and then the sealing of the Spirit is that relationship, that growth aspect. And in your testimony, you were talking about Lauren shared her testimony Sunday, just the discipleship aspect mm-hmm. is what brings that relationship in. Yeah, I think discipleship like truly changes everything. Um, this is my shameless plug to get in discipleship if yes. you're not. Uh, but like, there's just something. So like, a, we all see this, like we all hear and see God differently. So it's like when you have different perspectives coming in, that encourages your faith and helps you grow. And then also it's just like, helps you be vulnerable. Like, I think there's like an aspect of like what's happening in the spirit spiritual realm can come mm-hmm. out in the physical realm. Absolutely. So when you're being vulnerable with people around you as well, then like I think it opens up doors to yeah. Jesus too. Like totally. it's like a both and. Like if you're doing something in the spirit, like you should also be doing it on earth. Yeah. 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 And so let, let's, you know, because you like you say this brings up like maybe some contention, maybe some confusion. And one of the things that jumps out to me is just like, you know, you know, 
we talk about hearing his voice. We talk about being in relationship with the spirit. And you said that it's so different for so many other, for each individual, like it can come in so many ways. Can you help us break that down? Because I think that is the biggest one, especially as middle school and high school is like, I don't hear God. And you're yeah. like, whoa, yes. like, what do you mean you don't hear God? John 10 says you're right. a child of God, so right. the sheep know his voice. Right. Uh, and, and this is, I think, a really big piece. I'm going to defer yeah. back to Lawrence. Yeah. Let her. This is a key part, I think, if not the main part of her testimony and should be for all of us. Yeah. But yeah, Jesus, uh, John 10, uh, look, my sheep, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Um, we could go back to that scary passage in Matthew 7. It says, on that day, there'll be those that say, Lord, we've cast demons out. We've yeah. prophesied in your name. You've done miracles. Everything. I mean, wow. And she says, I don't know you. And he yeah. says, only those who do the will of my Father. In other words, those who are hearing the Spirit who gives us yes. the will of the Father. So fundamentally to the faith, we talk about a relationship, not religion, is that we hear his voice. Yeah. The problem is that for many of our uh, uh, our experiences is that, that and even many um, streams of, of Christianity just say that's just the word, yeah, just the word. And of course, we would agree it, that is the word. That's where we begin. But a relationship is not just bound to the text. As yeah. we know in the book of Acts and everything else, the leading of the Spirit, the guiding of the Spirit, keeping a step of the Spirit has to be based on the Word of God, but it goes yeah. beyond that, right? And so uh, how do we disciple? So back to what Lauren said is one thing radically missing in so much of discipleship is we've just transferred information, yeah, mm-hmm. right? We haven't taught people how to hear the voice of God. Yeah. And how then to be filled and how to keep in step with yeah. the Spirit. So with that said, I'm going to throw it to Lauren because that's a key part of her testimony. Yeah, so if I guess you can go listen to some of Sundays for some more. But yeah, going totally. into a like deep dive about how discipleship and the voice of God changed my life was kind of like I was kind of discipled in high school, just like group settings and stuff, but no one was ever like, this is you know, the voice of God, like this is relationship. And that's kind of what made me so angry because I was like reflecting a little bit ago and I was like, religion is so dangerous because you kind of hear about God through someone else. Like you're trusting like the, like, you know, the Pharisee or someone to tell you about him, tell you what to do, but you're not actually communing with him. So like, that's why people get so hurt and church hurt happens because they put that person in the place of Jesus instead of, you know, following Jesus and hearing his voice. And so, um, when Sarah Grace, who was the one who like kind of started my discipleship journey was like, Hey, like, I believe God still speaks. I was like mind blown. I was like, this is weird. But like, <laughs> but then like, as it came, like it was just like, goes back to like first Kings 18 with the gentle whisper in the cave. Mm-hmm. Like it's not yeah. some scary thing. Like it sometimes sounds like, I think I talked about this on Sunday, but it's usually like the first thought that pops into your head. Yeah. And then just write it down in faith, and then, you know, as you keep being faithful in the little, like, you'll be blessed with much. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I just think even, like, the Word of God comes more alive when you talk to Him about it. Like, I think it's so boring if I'm just, like, let me read Ephesians by myself and not talk to God. Yeah. But then it's, like, when I ask God, like, you know, like, we talked about imaginary prayer in middle school a few weeks ago. And, like, that... Like, if you put yourself in the situation or imagine yourself in the church, like, you just learn so much more when Jesus mm. is walking you through Scripture. Yeah. And so, yeah, it comes alive. Like, yeah. the Spirit of God. Yeah, well, I mean, I think so it's like that convo, you know, just having the conversation with God. You know, it's like, you know, so many times when I'm 
you know, working with somebody who's like, oh, yeah, no, I've got assurance of faith, you know. And I'm like, you know, well, how do you hear God? Like, I, I don't hear God. And that becomes this frustration point. Like, yeah. they're struggling to hear God. And I'm like, well, what questions are you asking him? And, you know, a lot of times there's silence because they're not even asking questions. I'm like, you know, ask questions and then seek the answers and seek and listen for him to fill that empty space and give you the guidance you need. You know, and so, I mean, sometimes it is. It's like, you know, are you asking questions? Are you seeking him for anything? I mean, for me, it was like just, you know, the first time I heard his voice was just really just asking him, like, are you and I okay? You know, like I had the world against me, but I just needed to know that God was still on my side and they were wrong and I was right. <laughs> I think he was on their side too, but you know, it was yeah. just that gentle whisper that like, yeah, we're good. You know, it came through this vision of an open door and a banquet table and it was like, wow, like you don't eat with people you're not good with. And so it is like, I asked him a question yeah. and I was at the cliff edge, you know, I needed to know. And so then he was faithful to come in with that and so what we're talking about is we've got belief baptism and then spirit sealing we're looking at ephesians and just what does it mean to be sealed by the spirit yeah what would you all say i think just get real practical with people because um i think a lot of i just i don't think like i said i just got off the phone with somebody who's been a, a, a believer for decades and and this is a whole new concept right to them to think about but what would you tell someone how to how to start listening to hearing god's voice uh, I would just either, you know, get with a trusted friend. I think it's usually the best a trusted friend that knows they hear the voice of God is trusted by others and that, and just ask them to go sit with you while you practice and just, you know, ask God questions, like ask him, like, uh, what do you like about me? Like that changed a lot of people I've discipled in like my world because it's like yeah. when you hear like the father of all heavens tell you what he likes about mm. you, like yeah, totally. that's amazing. Or like, what's something you want me to know? Or what should I go read in scripture sure. and ask him things like that. And it's like the word of like the word of God never contradicts itself. So if it's yeah. against scripture, like it's, it's not God. Like I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, so if it doesn't align with scripture, like, you know, discount it. But like if it aligns with scripture and it's encouraging like, it's, it's probably God. Like, you know, just, you know, test it with others. Test it with the word. And then just in faith, go with it. Like, if I close my eyes right now and it's like, God, what's something you like about me? And he's like, I love that you love praying for people with me. Like, yeah. that's something that brings me so much life. And that's very biblical. Like, oh, there's yeah. so many places where it's like, go prophesy, go speak life. Yeah. And that aligns with scripture. So I'm just going to believe that God likes it when I pray for people. Absolutely. And so, so yeah. let's do it right now. I'm going to give you a little heads up um, just for whoever's listening to this. Uh, Lauren, just ask God to give you a word, right, for someone who's listening, right? And just ask for that now, and I'm going to lead into this so you got a little time. What I didn't talk about, there uh-huh. were yeah. several things on Sunday, but um, here there's an intimate connection here with um, – with Paul's admonition in 1 Corinthians 14, when he says, desire, right? Earnestly yeah. go after the spiritual goals, especially that you may prophesy. Now, mm-hmm. why would yeah. he highlight prophecy? Well, there's a clear reason here why. is because prophecy requires us to hear the voice of God yeah. before we encourage somebody, before we right, do, uh, um, bring it to the church as, yeah. a, as a big mess, whatever it is. It requires us to hear the voice of God as the case is for most of those nine gifts given in Corinthians um, yeah. that are to be harnessed, right? 
It requires us to learn to hear his voice. Um, and so it's a wonderful way to practice, and God uses that to bring his voice to others, right? Mm-hmm. Again, the, the role of prophecy. And so what you find is people who wrestle with this idea of the authentication of the Spirit and who wrestle with the, you know, Jesus, what happened with Jesus and, and on through the book of Acts is you also have people who really resist embracing the full aspect of, yeah. of prophecy as well. All of this goes hand in hand right together. Um, so, um, are, are, Lauren, yeah, you well, ready, ready to roll? Yeah, we'll see what we got. Okay, go. All uh, right, just listen. To, so, in other words, anybody who's listening to this, this is how God works, is just, um, let's see what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah, so I see a picture of someone sitting in a red shirt, and I think God was saying to you, those who have sown with tears will reap with songs of joy, which is from Psalm 126, 5 through 6. And if there's been a season of your life that you've been filled with sorrow, like I see God coming to lift your head and say the season of joy is coming, so hold on. Um, And then I also see a picture of a woman who's been um, wanting to like conceive a child, and I see a picture of Hannah from 1 Samuel, I guess, 1. And as she's crying and begging for a child, I see God coming in like Eli did. And it's like, there's a blessing coming for you. Um, And yeah, just praying that you will conceive soon and that God sees you and sees where you've been praying that. Yeah, that's beautiful. So let me, so if you're listening to this and this is kind of a wild deal, that just, that's not something that like she had no idea I was going to ask her to do that before we came in here. I just threw that on her, right? And uh, and she just simply just in her spirit, let her spirit fellowship with the Holy Spirit and ask, um, I'm listening. What's something that would bless? What would you want to say? And uh, and this is a joy, should be a joyful thing we should regularly do. And this is uh, increases our intercession when we pray for somebody. Yeah. Lift, all we're doing is lifting. We're asking really to prophesy over them. Yeah. God, give me something to pray. Should I have to pray for this person? Or give me something to tell them. Right, um, whatever it, and of course, prophecy expands. Right, yeah. we see that yeah. it's 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 such a beautiful big thing. It can be very personal and intimate and and, and uh, private, or it can be something very public yeah. and beautiful. So that's awesome. Hey, if that's you're listening to this and you that spoke to you, that word was from God to your heart. Please. Um, Call it. Let us know. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> and I mean, even a bigger mind blown is we're not live. Yeah. And so, like, God in his mystery and his wonder can show Lauren who's listening tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> a month from now. Two years from now. Two years from now. Exactly. Like, and then that word will go forth and be true. And so, I mean, that's the power. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, how do you hear from God? It's like, to me, for me, it started with what's the story I tell myself? Like, what's my narrative? And so, you know, when I accepted Christ, when God got a hold of me, then I, I put it down in stone. I chiseled it everywhere in my mind, in my heart, that I am chosen, I'm accepted, and I'm loved. Yeah. And in that, I'm secure. And so that became my story, the story that Chris had before he knew God and knew the Spirit was a story of self-doubt, a story of confusion, a story of, like, who am I seeking my identity? And, I mean, it didn't all change, like, on a dime overnight, but I changed my narrative to know that I can hear from God. I can hear from him if I ask him questions, you know. And I grew up where, you know, 
faith and belief key, and baptism was key. I mean, we had a baptism in the church, and, you know, you accepted Christ yeah. that day. Then, you know, there was always an offering, a time for people to come down for the baptism. And then I always felt sad for my pastor, Brother Harden, Arnold Harden, you know, because I'm like, wow, you know, you just didn't want to bring it today, bro, because nobody came down to get baptized, like, you know. <laughs> You know, because it was like a football game for me. Like, are we going to get a win? Somebody going to come down and get baptized? But, but yes, there wasn't a whole lot of connection with the Spirit. Yeah. You know, so let me interject a little uh, commercial here. On December 17th, we're doing a baptism service here at the church. We've never done one here because we don't have a baptismal, but we do now. And it's going to be here. Um, and we have, uh, we're going to have just a phenomenal celebration. It's going to be a Christmas celebration, but it's going to be around the real aspect of Christmas, which is God sending his son to save the world. And we're going to celebrate some wonderful lives. And so if uh, you're hearing this and that's something you'd like to talk to us about, um, please just get in touch with us here um, and be part of this great celebration. Awesome. Awesome. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer for sure. But yeah, like, and so, you know, where are you? Like, you know, if you were being asked the question by a good friend, like, you know, do you have assurance of salvation? What's your answer? What's your heart say? You know, where are you and have you, can you say that you've had those moments where you really heard from God? And now I've got some friends who, you know, they'll tell me like, oh, when I was 10 years old, I asked him this question. He showed up. He answered it. I believed. I became a follower of Christ. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you're 22 now. What did he tell you yesterday? And then it goes crickets. And I didn't label the cricket button, so I don't want to. <laughs> but 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 it is. It's like you know, it, it's not just that one time event. Yeah. You know, you want to have the dialogue going, mm-hmm. and you want to be asking and seeking questions because hearing his voice is like the most soothing and comforting yeah. and reassuring thing that says, "Yes, I am accepted," and he's going to talk to you no matter where you're at. Absolutely. He's going to be speaking to you that you are accepted. And you may say, like, I'm in the worst place ever. There's no way he can give me acceptance. But that's the God that he is. And then when you feel and live in that acceptance, then it causes you to line up your life more and more with his will. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's ultimately it's just a greater dependence, right, on God, which shows up in meaning a greater dependence on the Spirit of God. So, uh, boy, in our rise are my first thoughts, yeah. Lord, come, you know, uh, be with me, strengthen me, let me be available, use, you know, work through me, these works that you've, yeah. you know, Ephesians 2.10 says are created for me to walk in by your Spirit. Um, when we're talking to people, just having, letting the Spirit of God fellowship with our spirit, Lord, is there something here you have for this person? Yeah. How can you be glorified? here how so and realizing when we wherever we walk we carry this mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah. presence of god with us and we need to be aware of that yeah and when we walk into a room we walk into a um, interview we walk into a restaurant whatever it is yeah. is the awareness that god's with us and just having a whole new view of life lord this gets exciting yeah right is what do you want to do here god yeah right and just that childlike prayer right if somebody needs prayer on the spot pray and again it's only god who moves so he's like peter and john when they healed the leper or the, leper, the lame guy going into the temple yeah. and everybody's like in an uproar they're like look we're just we're just like you we're just normal men yeah this man was healed by faith in the power of Jesus' name. Yeah. And and we should be the same way. Hey, let's pray. Let's see what the yeah. Father will do. Yeah. It's up to him. We're going to be obedient, right? And and bold, right? In stepping out. Yeah. And if we don't step out, well then we never get a 
be a part of what God's doing, right? Um, and that all of that's intertwined with the hearing his voice, the timing, Lord, I want Father. Like Jesus said, I do nothing. I don't see my Father doing. Yeah. Be in tune with his voice, right? Be in tune with his voice. Um, so, I mean, when you think about it, too, like in our culture today, like there's very little encouragement. Yeah. There's very little affirmation. Like, you know, everything is negative. You turn on the news, it's negative. There's the cancel culture. Everybody is in fear. And the, the gift of prophecy is right the opposite. Yeah. It is encouragement. It is, you know, tuning your ears into what does God need to say to this person, which really is what does that person need to hear? Yeah. Like that right. from that moment, at that moment, at that time, what does that person need to hear from God? And then you, you just become the messengers, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, you know, if you if you question, if you hear, you know, remember Samuel <laughs> kept thinking it was yeah. the priest. <laughs> Yeah, what do you need, man? Yeah. Well, you're waking me up. No, it wasn't me. Go back to bed, boy. Right. You know, but then he was finally like, listen, just go say, Lord, your servant is hearing, listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the question is like, you know, do you take that time out to just listen mm-hmm. and see what would happen? Even if there's been multiple times where you tried, but nothing came, just, you know, taking that moment and saying like, I, your servant, am listening, God. What do you want to say to me? Yeah. And, and this is the positive side of Jesus' command to deny ourself. Absolutely. Right? Come follow me. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. Deny yourself, right? Yeah. And uh, this is the positive end of that. I deny myself, and by denying myself, now I make myself available to, Lord, think about the people around me. What do you want to, yeah. how do you want to bless? How can I be used to bless yeah. the, the people around me? And that moves us into a, a beautiful place, right? Uh, and, and a lot comes with that, right? Because one of our primary problems is that we're too focused on self, so, especially in this day and age. Well, no, there is a focus on self, and so much of the self is self-doubt. <laughs> it's yeah. like our focus on ourselves is like, can I do this? Will this work out? Is this going to be okay? You know, and am I going to have a job tomorrow? And is she going to love me tomorrow morning? Or what if my kids do this? And so there is this thing of self-doubt. I want to go back to Ephesians 1, 11 through 14, and then just out of verse 14 mm-hmm. where it says, you know, who is the guarantor of our inheritance? Talking about the Spirit there, like the Holy Spirit is the guarantor of our inheritance. And then I'm going to jump into the prodigal son, you know, where the son was like, give me what's mine. Mm-hmm. I know you're not dead, but I want the inheritance now. Right. And he was given it, and he was given the freedom to go do whatever he wanted with it. And so when we see this inheritance, you made this point that, you know, what will we do with our inheritance? You know, we can take it now. Yeah. It's for this life. Our inheritance yeah. isn't for our death. Our inheritance is the power of Jesus Christ speaking to us through the Holy Spirit so that we might bless others with what is his that he has given to us. And so, like, you know, are you tapping into your inheritance? Are you living off of the power of God? Or are you living off of the power of, you know, what you can do today? And, and so, I think this is really the background of the parable of the talents. I yeah. think we've is that that's a kingdom parable. The kingdom yeah. of God, you says, is like this. He gives one talent. The different yeah. talents is the different measures of faith, the Absolutely. different yeah. aspects. This is the kingdom life, which is in us through the spirit. We are to do. And, uh, 
and and this is kind of a wake up call when you yeah. put that 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 parable in light of this. Am I mm-hmm. bearing this like my inheritance? This yeah. is G- the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of all of that. All yes. these spiritual blessings in the heavenly places that are given to us in Christ Jesus. Or am I putting it to work? Yeah. Right? Am I pulling that out and and, and putting it to work? So uh, obviously that principle is 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 there for just physical things, but the real aspect of that is the is our inheritance, our spiritual inheritance. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, are you going to save your inheritance for the other side? Right. I mean, it's like the, you know, the joke with those who like, you know, just feel so called for evangelism. Like (laughs) they've got to evangelize now because once they're in heaven, well, you know, so they're using that inheritance now to grow and empower the kingdom of God, which is here. Absolutely. John the Baptist said, yeah, you know, that's good. I think what's like, just to encourage people that if you're feeling like not they like if you're feeling like the question mark and you like need faith like something i would say is to like go practice prophesying like i there's been seasons where like it's been really hard for me to like worship or for me to like feel like i'm close to god or anything like that and it's like whenever i like lay down my feelings and my thing and surrender to the spirit of god i'm like god like what do you want me to do mm-hmm. and i go in humility to like serve others through like praying for them and interceding for them like I come back to life immediately. Like yeah. there's something so fun about absolutely. partnering with the spirit of God while we're on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we won't get to like, we'll get to like praise him in heaven, but we won't get to like go pray for others or like go pray for healing and have like that aspect of faith. Like that's something yeah. that's for the here and now. And that's our inheritance. And, here. and what's important about what you said is that this is training for there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I, it's not, if I bury it, I'm yeah. not, Growing and in, in training for that life that is yeah. yet to come. That's a whole nother discussion of, oh, yeah, of totally. that whole what, what's ahead for us. But yeah, that's good. That is incredible. Well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in to this midweek jolt, Root Issues. If you heard something today and would like to reach out and let us know that that was you that Lauren had those words for, you can reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. We're always looking forward to your emails and any information or encouragement that you have for us. Go out, be encouraged, get quiet, get still, listen for God, ask him questions, and have a blessed week. And until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Surface. People up there, they get me nervous. Please,